I recently got a lot of artists and organizations year-end updates highlighting their amazing work. I wanted to start off 2020 sharing a roundup of the top three that feel extra near and dear to me. If you're not already subscribed to their blogs, podcasts, and other work, join anytime. First, Alice Wong and Disability Visibility Podcast. Check out the full 2019 year in review on the DVP website. When Alice started the Disability Visibility Project, it was going to be a year-long story-gathering project. I was thrilled to record with my friend and Portland artist LaVon Benavides-Heaster for DVP and StoryCorps in 2015. Check out an edited, super fun version of that recording. There's audio and a transcript. And then I thought I was done after I did a short interview with Amy Elber, but I'm terrifically honored to be, for a couple years now, an audio editor on the Disability Visibility Podcast and the House Transcriptionist. Every episode is audio and transcript, and I highly recommend you check it out. Alice brings on the most fascinating people. The picture in the blog post shows an Asian-American disabled woman in a wheelchair in front of a pool of water with tropical plants in the background lit with purple and magenta lights inside a greenhouse. She is wearing a puffy gray jacket and a mask over her nose attached to a tube. Description courtesy of Alice. Number two, Crutches and Spice has expanded the blog to include a transcribed podcast. Insert an infinite number of happy crying emojis here. Imani Barberine is one of the writers who I click on the instant she pops into my feed. She writes from the perspective of a black woman with CP, and I'm finding myself at a complete loss for how to write the next sentence because it's just a string of superlatives going through my head. Get over there to her sights. New picture in the post is a black woman who sits on a mobility scooter that says pride on the front. She's outside on a sunny day, and another person in a wheelchair is reflected in her sunglasses. She lusciously sweeps away a few long dreadlocks to reveal words on her gray t-shirt, this body is worthy. And number three, I'm not on social media very often. I don't even fully know how to use sites like Twitter. Is Twitter a site, a platform, a state of mind? A couple years ago, I found a transcribed podcast called Read My Mind Radio on Facebook. In awe with the first episode I listened to, I wrote to the creator, Thomas Reed, on Twitter, and suddenly it went from media to social. Turns out, Thomas and I had gotten the same scholarship to the Third Coast International Audio Festival called New Voices, but in different years. From our first phone call, we vowed to be a cohort and support each other's work. I couldn't believe my good fortune to then be a guest on his outstanding show to talk about audio description. And next week, squee, you'll find Thomas as a guest on my own. Thomas's 2019 wrap-up episode is the best. Since the YouTube video version included in the blog post doesn't have captions, please check out his transcript, which I've put in the blog. The video shows a series of photos of Thomas, his daughter Raven, and a bunch of guests from 2019 in the podcast. A sweet, mellow beat plays in the background. The video is embedded in the blog post, and the image showing is of Thomas and Raven, a black father and daughter. They're outside on a sunny day with huge smiles, standing back to back, fingers up like guns a la Charlie's Angels. Please start with these three creators, if you haven't already. Follow the links and people and content they talk and write about, and you'll find an extraordinary wealth of stories, information, news, culture, politics, and art coming out of proud, fierce disability community that is always multidimensional, always deeply interesting, and always fresh.